you are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back <laughs> to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, we're up in here ready to bring you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio, a mix of old and new school music of all different types of music from the black diaspora, hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, house, whatever comes in between, as well as news, commentary, and interviews. You got myself on the mix and commentary and DJ Fusion on the side. You got my bro, John Judah. What's going on there, Judah? It's indeed world, it's mighty Joe Young, ready to give the funk to thee. It's I and DJ Fusion coming to the whole we don't wide world. Big shout out to everybody, of course. Glad to have you back aboard and listening to us. We love you all and best wishes to you all. DJ Fusion, what's the deal? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Uh, my region of the world is cold and going to be getting into some snow supposedly soon so we're going to see how all of that goes down but it's winter time what can you expect as always glad to be here to do the radio show of course much love to all of our broadcast affiliates who put us on their various uh, media outlets you can check out the latest updated list over at blackradioisback.com our official blog and um, I guess while MySpace is still around, since MySpace might be shutting down soon, um, MySpace.com slash Fusebox Radio, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O. And as always, you can reach out to the Fusebox Radio anytime, since, you know, we broadcast at our different places, but we keep active on the social network in as well for all of my tech people on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Vimeo. Um, everything ends with slash Fusebox Radio, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O. You can also go ahead and check out our radio show archives via iTunes, Zoom, or Flycast, as well as going directly to the archives website that's powered by Podomatic at FuseboxRadio.Podomatic.com. So in case you miss um, the latest show or you want to go back to the archives and download some things for your MP3 player or computer or whatever have you, Feel free to go in there, download, and spread the fuse box word, spread the love, and um, all of that good stuff. Of course, we got to big up our people on the written in with Planetill, Planetill.com, and Ohelnall at Ohelnallblog.com for the fuse box radio's contributions to written um, segments and things over there. With Planet Ill, that's indecent exposure, bigging up a lot of independent music artists from all over the world. And of course, with Ohelnall Blog. We got New Music Tuesdays reviewing new music albums from all over the world. And Mixtape Mondays. So the new year just started, so it's kind of dry on both ends. But, you know, people have seen things sputtering here and there. But it's going to get a lot more regular quite soon. So my oh hell no, people, don't worry. I'm digging around. You know, I just want to put on the, the heat. I don't want to put on no nonsense on them pages and all of that good stuff. And lastly, before we get into a, a quick bit of commentary and all of that, since... um. We've been overextending a little bit the past few shows, even though we've had a lot of news. There's only one or two things I want to hit up, so yeah, we're going to be quick on the news in this time. But before we do that, for all of my DC metro area peoples, yours truly, DJ Fusion, is going to be one of 16 presenters over at Ignite DC on February 3rd, that's Thursday, from 6 to 10 p.m., 
And you can check out the information about Ignite DC in terms of location, um, pricing, and all that good stuff at ignite-dc.com. You can check out um, some information about what I'm going to be presenting as well as all the other wonderful presenters in the mix. And yeah, so if you want to meet up with me, John Judah may be there and some other folks. And you know, you hear some good concept of things being kicked. There's like five-minute presentation by everybody, so you're not going to be getting ready to go to sleep. Get some good eats and drinks and um, build with um, people who want to get their minds sparked a little bit on some different stuff. So big up to them for um, having me on board and choosing more on my presentations. I really appreciate it. And yeah, if y'all can come through, check the Fusebox Radio out and about in 2011 and all of that good stuff. But yeah, man, um, this week's show, we got um, a lot going on. Of course, a mix of old and new school music. We also got a new... Free Press Media Minute segment That's talking about the Comcast NBC merger And some other um, interesting business We got a new Black Agenda Report segment Definitely shouts out <clears throat> Excuse me To the entire crew over there And we got a segment actually From the BBC World Service That talks about the different Areas about creativity About a good <clears throat> Excuse me Nice little short chunk of information and I thought it was interesting for our people because you listen to the show, I, I guess you appreciate our creativity, but also the creativity in music and just things in general. And I'm um, listening to it, I thought it was kind of interesting. It's from BBC World Service, the forum. And, you know, I thought the audience would like get a kick out of it and see how things flow and function on that. So, yep, John Judah and I got a lot of stuff on deck for y'all. So that's why the news part's going to be quick. And quite honestly, there's just one main story I just want to touch base on as well as a um, <clears throat> excuse me recent passing it's the um, upheaval that's going on in Africa in Tunisia and Egypt and these are two countries that have very diverse histories pre and post colonial times and whatnot. and both um, now have um, governments that are in the cloak of democracy but are more on the autocratic end. A lot of the people from the ground up have been protesting in Tunisia. There's essentially been an overthrow of their government. And there's an interim government happening there. And over in Egypt, there's, as we are broadcasting, um, there's a lot of protests going on. And the government's starting to get kind of heavy-handed with um, those people. Now, besides the entire situation with the government overhaul... That's going on And people doing the protest in the streets Which here in the state I think is unfortunately a little too rare We're a little too complacent um, One of the things I find to be interesting Is that a lot of the communication For both um, protests Have been fueled by the internet In terms of people gathering And getting information And sharing information And things of that sort um, You've had stuff like Twitter And Facebook and a whole bunch of other things where people would literally, you know, through blatant stuff or code or things like that, get themselves together to go ahead and put forth the idea of even doing something and having um, dissident thought, much less acting on it. Now, I'm not one of these people who advocates just willy-nilly violence and wilding or anything, not at all, but... I find it interesting that in our country, we look at it almost being strange, or at least enough with the mainstream media, what you do. That a social movement can happen via the tools you have on hand. 
And this is what those countries have in one of the things I find kind of bizarre is that we are supposedly a quote-unquote first world country and those are supposedly quote-unquote third world countries. But with their infrastructure, with the net and stuff, they got more stuff together than we have yet. Not saying there haven't been patches of movement and protests and spreading information around via the internet here in the States. Not at all, but not at that level. And it just makes me curious and it kind of puts into perspective how powerful and how to some people scary the internet can be in terms of people really um going ahead and going hard like you saw the big thing with wikileaks that happened a while ago that's still a developing situation and now over in this country they're talking about oh the wikileaks people weren't that bad but y'all were freaking out when those things dropped in other words the net got out of your control and that wasn't even advocating overthrow around they were talking about we we want y'all to look at yourselves and police yourselves so I don't know I find it kind of interesting I mean yes we can use it for fun and chilling and all that good stuff and that's completely fine but you know those countries in themselves show the example of where things could really go hard and really go and with the way people are trying to control the internet now here in this country it's it's going to only get worse for a minute before it gets better Uh, we need to really take note about what's going on in these other countries and see what's what in Egypt um, Supposedly they've shut down Their segment or blocked a lot of their segments On the internet or been messing around with it I heard that I had once read that one time Egypt was supposedly One of the more mic'd up countries in Africa mm-hmm. They had a lot of um, Agents on the ground They, they have a lot of um, Surveillance mm-hmm. it was The 80s with networks So I can imagine what it is like now so it, 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 and, and then you just said about the internet so it passes the internet so that would kind of interfere with already, already what's going on on the ground down there no doubt no doubt and um, just on dope take note for both of those countries I hope everybody over there is doing alright and people are doing their protests for the right thing what I'm looking at they are just because those have been kind of autocratic oppressive governments I'm not necessarily I mean I'm from these, I'm from the states so I'm like I understand democracy can definitely be flawed here but you know over there they don't even try to hide what's happening so I hope the best for all the people um, involved I hope too many innocents don't get hurt and I hope that people aren't ex- trying to exchange one group of extremists for another group of extremists and that includes here where people are on the ballot too so again don't get it twisted don't get it messed up but you know I just thought that was a very interesting thing I mean you have sometimes people here who just use the net for a whole bunch of nonsense where it's like y'all got this and you know y'all talking about the hoes you banging all day you know what I'm saying you got pampered stars who just other pampered stars who aren't even spreading information about anything else that goes on period so you know train of thought but yeah, man, I hope the best for um, all them folks. We also hope the best, of course, for our listeners. And yes, we appreciate all of y'all who listen in in whatever way, shape, or form. Um, download in via um, stream through the various websites. If you're on your favorite music website and you click onto our show um, when it's an article and they have the player, um, whatever is good and whatever way you reach out, we deeply appreciate it. If you dig what we do, definitely feel free free to spread the love. If you want to download the show and pass it around, that's all good. I'm not complaining in any way, shape, or form. 
If y'all folks over in the countries where they do a little more bootlegging than most, as long as you put the Fusebox radio logo on there properly, because people will search for it, and put down the website, we're all good. And all that good stuff. So, you know, spread the word. Let people know about the Fusebox radio sounds and how we get down to... Black American radio experience A small slice of it is jumping off over here And you know we're going to keep it moving Lively Diverse and interesting And still be able to have people get their groove on So y'all know how it is It's the Fusebox Radio Broadcast DJ Fusion John Judah We about to get into it Alright Peace Fusebox we love you you are now listening to Fusebox Radio. I sprung with the beat and the groove is sweet licorice. Whether you're whitish, redneckish, or doxerous, whether you speak real good or you're just stammer, you're a city hood or you're just country mama. When I pray the records would hit the top ten, but the illin' with the shillings making some dead yen scorn. Born, break of Zulu, dawn with a big apple, NY straight to California. Miami bass, swing based up the hoochie. If you sample George Clint, you praise Craze Bootsy or the JR. Texas kids with the hee haw, and the DJ kids cut. It's strictly hip hop. One, two, you don't stop. It's your rock with the jug and with the rock. Best in the waters a bit, cause I don't understand all this east west bullish. East versus west, one contest. Let's see what rap kid rock. This shit the best. East versus west, one contest. Let's see what producer produce. This the best. East versus west, one contest. Let's see what rap kid rock. This the best. East versus west, that's nonsense. Let's go on the 96 fresh. Whether it's he say or she say, they say or I say, if you believe in Ali or you call him Cassius Clay, if you're bold or platinum, if those medals don't happen, we're all up in this space rapping, no hands clapping, until we're done when the synth tone turns into a hum, praise the DMC, I might need help from Reverend Run, if you're both to each coast and you test who's the best, thank God, Jehovah, Allah, and Buddha bless people, no sequel cause I might be dead next week, and after next week I can't turn the other cheek, this against that, high against the half black against black, that is whack against whack, I've seen the promised land so the earth don't face me so i should just my brother and let the white man pay me now i'll try to test the waters a bit because i don't understand all this east west bullish. east versus west one contest let's see what rap kid rush the bus east versus west one contest let's see what producer produces the best east versus west one contest let's see what rap kid rush the best east versus west that's nonsense let's go on whether it's or whether it's or whether you think Magic Johnson still has the magic or when Michael Jordan left basketball it was tragic if Pat rules the Knicks or Phil Rodman is a freak if we don't stick together we'll be off this break people after this single there might be a sequel level and what we can't solve we'll leave for the devil Myself, I don't care who's the blame. If the shit don't cease, we'll all have the same name. You can say, or have two quarters in the bucket if you're folding sheets, or you're folding your buckets. It's a If you get a record deal or a publishing deal, whether you're anorexic or you have sex appeal, it's a little Whether you're food stamping, jacket or mansion, whether you live in Compton or you're chilling East Hampton, it's a little Whether it's weed or blow your wife or your hoe, I don't care if you're mailrooming or your CEO, you're still a man.
This is Milk D. Right now I'm getting money with DJ Fusion. What more can I say? I'm just wondering what the heck is in our water supply. What the heck is in our oxygen supply that creates a rainbow effect in a sprinkler? What is oozing out of our ground that allows this type of effect to happen? Not just around our sun and our moon anymore. Everywhere we look, the visible spectrum is rainbow. Common 
characteristic the lyricist I be on my day job screaming this some bullshit Still be on my job cause my name is on the mortgage Try and get my hands on some grants like Horus All about the Benjamins, pockets not big nor puffy After Uncle Sam rough me, take that About to go ape shit, nah nigga ain't rich Still push the Lex with the tape deck, ain't that Cold like Anchorage, north of the equator I'm trying to get this paper, inhale the vapor See through, breathe through the mask like Vader I'm raw from hello to the farewell Right like Martin Luther King in the jail cell Riding down Martin Luther King on the A4 Then I hop the train about the game what I prayed for, the Lord said go, what would I stay for, I'm looking at the front door for the main source, now I lose less and gain more, like a pimp, get the money, fuck the fame whore, I ain't even gotta say much, listen to the beat bang, the guards flow harbor, the A-Song from Wu-Tang, flown on the A-Train since I was in the fifth grade, sold candy bars just to get changed, you know where I'm from, listen to the street slang, BK all day, Brooklyn Black King, been through so much, I'm immune to the pain, my team don't bluff, and we don't play games, say they so tough, sweet like candy canes, nothing is new to us, they all sound the same, wish it wasn't true, but it is, they following the yellow bricks like the Wiz, trash rap hurting my ears, my redeemed team bringing that culture back, city been on for so long, putting yours on the map, this for DC, MDBA cats, for the whole world, if it's real, where you at? We the authentic, never mind them other dudes Old fashioned theories with the futuristic attitude Real ninja, all black, shinobi shit, you know I'm with Powerful and ace till they blow this bitch Godzilla, name whole weight Like a muscle, all your baby mom Reflection of our culture, which is Islam Peace, mistake us for a game, thank you Manji Blow like we distant relatives of the Marlies I'm a black star, most deaf like Quali And I rep up and up everywhere that I be You can have nothing nowadays, nah I mean I'm sure you've seen Inception Devils trying to steal your dream Style symbolizes shell toe without laces All black hood, so we all self-racist Everyday struggle, man, we dying just to live here And I bet they probably make it worse with that health care You gotta match your game, but mine's much meaner. Terrace Martin is a pro. Every time I step about the house, it's like a show. Every time I rock, I rock the nights right. And even when I'm close, the kick's out of sight. Don't call the popo, high tops coco. Got your boy grinning, dip the linen like Yoko. Fresh out the box, on tops with the socks. Sold in for the jocks, but I'm cool and you're not. Oh. 
first, and I'm all about my Nike SDs. If your shoe game is weak, then don't test me, please. Brown orange blazers, but I don't wear them often. All the blood homies going crazy at the Slauson. My crip partners, they like my T-19s. It's a Los Angeles Dodger thing, know what I mean? Headed up to Earl's Crenshaw and Exposition. But watch your step, these is limited edition. Well, we can't look good, fresh kicks in the hood. Tell you where I got them, yeah, you wish I would. Hunted like a bounty way out in Orange County. The white homies keep me ultra fresh like Downey. Don't try to clown me, I got 50 pair. A shoe rack longer than Nipsey's hair. The homeboys jock and the chicks just staring. If they got them at the mall, then I don't care. I got red hot chili peppers kicks, quit playing I got shoes you never seen before So I know my kicks are more clean than yours F-R-E-S-H Break out your toothbrush and get your shoe game straight It's MC Light, you're checking out the Fuse Box, bringing the best of hip-hop and R&B from all over.
DJ Fusion. Yeah, so big voice of the sea. I'm a R-O-B-O-T.
when mass murderer and mega-thief Jean-Claude Baby Doc Duvalier dares to return to the scene of his and his father's crimes without expectation of immediate imprisonment or worse, then we know that the rule of law has been utterly destroyed by the foreign occupiers of Haiti. From 1957 to 1986, the Duvaliers terrorized the Haitian population, killing or disappearing tens of thousands. Baby Doc is believed to have stolen nearly a billion dollars from his homeland before the Americans airlifted him to extravagant exile in France 25 years ago. He would not have had the nerve to return if he did not think it was all right with the United States, the real overlord in Haiti. Haiti's poor excuse for a president, René Preval, must also think Baby Doc is under United States protection. Preval had vowed to arrest Duvalier if he ever made good on his threat to return, but state prosecutors could only summon the courage to pay a polite visit to Duvalier at his hotel in Port-au-Prince. Later, they accompanied him briefly to a government office and then escorted him back to his hotel. No handcuffs were ever in evidence. This is what happens when a nation's sovereignty is stolen. The lowest criminals on earth can simply fly into Haiti and book a hotel room. But the local authorities fear to do anything until the United States speaks to the issue. In Haiti, Washington's word is law. The Preval regime is helpless to seize the criminal, Duvalier, thief of the nation's treasury and executioner of its sons and daughters, unless the United States gives its permission. Observers with a sense of legal decorum and decency wonder how the Americans will turn Duvalier's visit to their advantage somehow. If they have Duvalier ejected from Haiti, then Washington can pretend to be an even-handed overlord who keeps out former dictators as well as the democratically elected president, Jean-Bertrand d'Aristide, whom they booted out in 2004. The Americans are so morally bankrupt they may actually believe there is moral equivalence in keeping both Aristide and Duvalier out of the country. But then, of course, if Aristide had shown up unannounced, he would never have made it out of the airport without being put under arrest. Whether the Americans realize it or not, or even care or not, Duvalier's arrival cannot help but accentuate the imperial nature of U.S. policy towards Haiti. If there is one living man on earth that vast majorities of Haitians want imprisoned or dead, it is Baby Doc. If he is allowed to leave a free man, or in the craziest of all worlds, remain in Haiti as a free man, the world will assume that is Washington's choosing. Meanwhile, the Institute for Justice and Democracy in Haiti and an international lawyers association are demanding that the Haitian government comply with Haitian law and arrest ex-president Jean-Claude Duvalier. They insist Duvalier is not protected by any statute of limitations because his offenses are crimes against humanity. It will be interesting to see how the American bosses wiggle their way out of this one, but then they've already shown that they can steal a whole country in the full light of day and call it legal. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Glenn Ford. On the web, go to www.blackagendareport.com. You are now listening to Black Agenda Radio. 
tuned in to the Fuse Box Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses. Jesus was a radical. Careful. Yes, he was. Careful. Jesus was a radical. Middle institutions are filled with people who have confused themselves with Jesus Christ. I'm not oh, you convinced you Jesus Christ now? <laughs> you convinced you Jesus Christ? You know what words do. Okay. Come on now. Amen. You want to confuse yourself with no, Jesus Christ? No, I'm not confused. I'm convinced. <laughs> Nailed to the tree, burning in hell for my G. So Christ like, so birth without a father. The stripes hurt, I'm not a martyr. Life's a bitch, a devil's daughter. Be conscious how you caught her. Out of chaos, it's order. These bars, these verses, these scars, these curses, my only visible blessing. My world man is depression. Suppression of the fact we hate being black. We fake right and exact. It's like God's an 85 out here banging over Bibles for titles while his babies having babies, putting all faith in their rifles. Channel hate to murder rivals. Only beef, they look just like you. They're expressing hate. Yourself. They're oppressed like no one else. Their oppressors deem the lesser to extract from them their wealth. No one's come to save them. Did God make them black? Everybody hates them. Go meditate on that. To the tree, burning in hell for my G. So light, light, my illuminated aura. Real change of water, pour a prophetess, the war reporter. Judge of judges, I'm Barack Obama, I am not. I'm more like PD Green, infused with Dr. Bobby Wright. Amos Wilson on the Nielsen sound, scares us truth and rights. Introducing you to life, like you introduced to a flawless way to do shit. Disregard the blueprint. If you God, then who this? Go meditate on that. The ice is thoroughly melted, there's no way to escape or facts. The queen historically sings for the fact that I am back. Santa to the Prana, the ghetto guy's piano. Nothing's wrong with auto tunes if nothing's wrong with cracks and ammo. The hustle has been knocked, the stock value has dropped. Now half the black community lacks for inhaling the rock. So To the tree, burning in hell for my G. So hardcore, it's so harmless as a dove. This armor's for the slugs, these offers for the love. This coffin's for the grudge. The beef between the elders and the youngest, the husband and his woman. The beef between the NPCs and SB1200s. The beef between the beat machines and loud drummers drumming. This is Jesus Jones, I mean, embrace the second coming. Sink this living water as it springs from less than nothing. Everything is everything, in fact, the all in all is nothing. I'm in awe of nothing. The almond bar among them, as opposed to money. And close redemption songs I sung them. I suppose to cease and roll them, leave this light before I sun them. Whenever the need to breathe arises, wise is who you summon. Go meditate on that.
check this out. This is Chuck the Public and you're now listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fusion. Harder than you think.
to me out my whole heart. Teasing me just like Tika did Martin. Now look at what you're starting. Schoolboy crush and it ain't around like the whole world. See it, but you can't. My people, they complain, sitting and and red. Your name is out my mouth like an ancient chant. Got me like a dog as a frozen pet. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio.
Welcome to Media Minutes. I'm Stevie Converse. And I'm Candace Clement. And I'm Megan Tatey. A single media company now has unprecedented control over the flow of information in the United States. The Federal Communications Commission and the Department of Justice approved Comcast's deal to buy NBC Universal on Tuesday, creating a giant behemoth that combines the largest cable and internet provider with a huge broadcast network, with dozens of local NBC and Telemundo stations, movie studios, and online video portals. Casting the lone dissenting vote at the FCC, Commissioner Michael Copps wrote that the deal opens the door to the cableization of the open Internet, the potential for walled gardens, content prioritization, and access fees to reach end users is now very real. Some conditions have been placed on Comcast to protect competition in the market and to ensure Comcast's newfound power doesn't lead to unfair advantages over its competitors, particularly online video providers. But most public interest groups say that the conditions won't really stop Comcast from doing what it wants. Free Press President Josh Silver warns that we'll all end up paying more for our media, whether we're Comcast subscribers or not. He says that the conditions won't last forever. The problem with conditions is this. They are short-term and inherently designed to sunset over a number of years. In this case, seven years. It's like getting married and your spouse saying, okay, I'll be true to you for seven years, but after that, all bets are off. Same deal in this case. After seven years, Comcast will be able to go ahead with their stated plans to create tiers on the internet, to hold back programming to some video providers and not others, and to monetize their undue market advantage to the greatest extent possible. In a few years, all television and phone service will be delivered through a digital platform. And as these services become more commonplace, customers will abandon DSL internet service for high-speed cable. The folks at Comcast know this, and they know they can, they can wait seven years and let all of this shake down. And then after seven years, when the conditions applied to this merger expire, then they can have their way. Silver predicts that in the next few years, the debate over the future of the internet is going to move toward the idea of competition policy. And that is simply put, am I going to have choices as to who gives me internet service? service or am I stuck with cable because it's the only service that's fast enough to deliver high speed, high definition video and other high bandwidth applications? That's the fundamental question. And what we'll be seeing is much more focus on practical ways to apply competition policy that allows other competitors into markets across the country so that consumers have more choices. A legacy community radio station in San Francisco that helped boost dozens of lesser-known musicians onto the national stage has gone quiet this week. In a complicated and hushed deal, the University of San Francisco sold the license for the eclectic student and volunteer-run KUSF to the University of Southern California for $3.75 million. Under the new agreement, KUSF will transfer to an online-only format as an all-classical music program previously heard on KDFC takes over its frequency. Although the deal has yet to be approved by the Federal Communications Commission, the university suddenly pulled the plug on the station at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, shocking the Bay Area. Nearly 500 students and community members gathered on Wednesday to protest the deal. The university claims the online format will be used as a teaching laboratory for students and will help KUSF grow a worldwide audience. Josh Wilson, program advisor for the Bay Area nonprofit Independent Arts and Media, a longtime ally of KUSF, worries that the online format will exclude people who don't have access to or can't afford a broadband connection or mobile device that can stream an internet-only radio station. 
Ditto goes for any local businesses or local venues that would be playing KUSF and underwriting on KUSF. They're going to have to spend extra money on uh, an internet connection and the right technology to stream and pick up and broadcast that, and that's a quick avenue to just shutting down access to the station for the bulk of the community that would be making use of it. Wilson was a DJ at KUSF from 1994 to 2002, interviewing an impressive lineup of musicians and authors, from Billy Bragg to Ursula Le Guin. He said both San Francisco and the nation are losing a legacy station. You have to keep in mind that KUSF is part of a direct cultural lineage that started with the beatniks, continued with the hippies, picked up speed with the punks through the 70s and 80s, and carried on right through the golden age of raves and electronic music into the 90s and indie music in the present. That's all gone now. Independent arts and media is considering how to fight the deal. To find out more, go to www.artsandmedia.net. You've been listening to Media Minutes, a production of Free Press, a national nonpartisan organization working to reform the media. For more information, visit freepress.net. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio. DJ Fuse. Where's my horse? Yo, Andre! Andre! Yo! Throw me in the mosh pit, I'm liable to start shit. Melt the place, then break out like an arsonist. Classified to get it in for a classic killing. If I turn my back and walk, that means I'm chilling. Got bitches in me, Casa, boiling fresh lobsters. But I don't do the selfish, I'ma just eat pasta. Turkey, Italian sauces, chopped up kielbasa. Doing hits from home like an elite monster. Love my onions, diced up real little. Wiped up, got each trench when it's real brittle. Poke your nose is where I go with the capos. 11 Sammy the Bulls, ready to whack those. I'm half black. Yo, half oregano, that's half a town, yo Who he? I'm from that island, yo Staten, crushing is like aspirins Commissioner Kelly, I kill your captain That's word to my that's laid off That more patch in the word, I ate it all Team move with hands in the air like Adolf Hand me a big drink that I spray it all
Rodrigo de Mayo Imported guns from Cairo Got back with the toast to beat the charge like rhinos This bitch who's albino I met her out in Chi-Town While I was out in Greek town ordering gyro The bad bitch keep the tool in the Bible Quick to murder her rivals And her pops was a gangster disciple He killed about a thousand vice lords Guns and knife wars The feds came form so slick to the knife ward Down in the Nino And right before he left He wrote his daughter a memo Left stacks in a benzo It got hot Just selling, giving out the info He paranoid every 20 seconds out the window Blow it in the limbo, he spazzed on Lorenzo And smashed him in the head with his own son's Nintendo About a week later, the boys came and rushed him Kicked down his door while he was asleep, they cuffed him You are now listening to Fusebox Radio yeah, okay. Uh. All the heat pipes cross streets freeze like water. Sheep led right to the bleach white slaughter. Even the dot couldn't see it in the broader. Four walls saw each eat like Donner. Feed on each other, speed through the red lights. Sleep in the gutter, cameras on the great heights. A sea of brake lights, every door locked tight. Keep them locked down tight. Now, what will you call your home? What will you call your own? Where will you lay them bones? Slate them greedy bones. Which one will save your soul? Your sight on solid gold? No, hell no. Can't feel that hollow ghost with his hands wrapped round your throat. This window seat is loud in the city where the weather's howling. Uh, outside there's wolves all proud in the belly growling. Me, I'm just over the line, under the gun, out of my mind. Everything in its right place. Watch me slice through the night, race time and space. I like his mind to shape it right. Everyone stepping sideways to the cheapest sleight of hand. Play to your weakness, see the darkest side of man And it's up to you, supply those hollow dreams Or make your own Halloween, so how about that? Off with the head, make your own mask, let's howl on back Come on, howl on back, youngin' Let's get it going, less emotion, more emotion Burn it down, let's get it going Less emotion, more emotion, burn it down Let's get it going, less emotion, more emotion Burn it black down to the ash, start from the scratch, build it on back. Let's get down, 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 down to business, down to work, come back down to earth, it's down to this, put down the arms, hands down in the dark. Let me get you up to speed, it's up to us to up the knee, upheaval tucked up the sleeve now. It's a sudden thrill that the hunter feels When they're on the heels and the hunted yields You run on fumes, you grind the wheels The tunnel's sealed, but you'll never kneel No making deals, but the wolves have eyes And they smell the veal And what's revealed is each one out for meals And don't care which one's skin they peel Back So I keep the blade sharp for real all the swine turn a blind eye, sign of the time Sold to the highest bidder who command the supply Stab it up fine with the Hollywood state of mind We bought wings out of clay and wonder why they wouldn't fly <laughs> Let's get it going, less emotion, more emotion Burn it down, let's get it going Less emotion, more emotion, burn it down Let's get it going, less emotion, more emotion Burn it black, down to the ash Start from the scratch, build it all back What will you call your home? What will you call your own? Where will you lay them bones? Uh, the bell just told This is heaven, this is home This is heaven, this is hell This is home, this is hell This is heaven, this is home Welcome to the Velt bbcworldservice.com slash podcasts Welcome 
Welcome to the Forum, our global exchange of ideas. Hello, I'm Bridget Kendall. Today, untapped secrets of creativity. Pioneering neurobiologist Semya Zeki makes the case for collaboration between artists and neuroscientists in the search to unlock the intricacies of the brain. The sheer cliff face of translating poetry. Pulitzer Prize-winning poet and translator Charles Simic explains what compels him to keep trying to surmount the impossible. And the impact of sound on health. Acoustic analyst Julian Treasure argues for a more inventive approach to auditory input. A warm welcome to all of you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Samir Zeki, you're the world's first professor of neuroaesthetics at University College London, a new field which you pioneered, and you probe how our brain deals not just with colour, but more abstract concepts as well, like beauty and perfection. In fact, you even say that great artists are instinctive neuroscientists. Indeed, yes. Why, why is that? Well, I think they use the uh, brains to create things, and they give us a product which is a product of the brain. And by looking at these works more seriously, not just as items for enjoyment on Saturday afternoon, but studying them seriously, I think we can gain a great deal of insight into how the brain works. And actually, this is not restricted to, to art, but it also goes beyond to music and to literature. I think that literature gives us huge insights into the operations of the of the brain, especially in terms of creativity. Well, we have a poet here and a sound Indeed. specialist, so we'll be able to explore that. But you also say that great art is fueled by dissatisfaction. This yes. is a key idea for you. Let me develop that uh, briefly for you. To understand creativity, uh, really, you have to understand, first of all, what the functions of the brain uh, may be. And among the functions, not the only function, but among the important functions is the acquisition of knowledge. Now, the brain has got to do that by developing concepts. In other, in other words, I, say, I have to have uh, to recognize a car if my ability to recognize a car depended upon only one car. I'd be in, in, a, in terrible trouble. So the next car you saw, you wouldn't think of as the same. Exactly. So I develop a concept of a car into which I can then uh, allows me to recognize all objects which are cars as cars. Now, this means that you don't have to remember each item that you've seen in your life. But there are consequences to this. One consequence is that um, when you develop a concept, at any given moment, it is a synthetic concept of all you have seen before. My concept of a car today is very different from my concept of a car 15 years ago. Now, cars have got lots of new gadgets and stereo and computers and all sorts of things like that. And this is because <coughs> of all the experience of cars you've had, what you remember, exactly. what you've read about. And exactly, so on. exactly. But, you see, it's a synthetic concept. Now, when I come to buy a car, I can only deal with one car, which may not satisfy the synthetic concept of a car. Right. And hence, this leads to a, a, a better example would be a house. I and mean, we often are disappointed with the house we get in one way or another because it does not fit our exact concept of a house, which may you may want to have a swimming pool and this and that. So that is one source of dissatisfaction. It also works in art in the sense that the artist is trying to relay his or her concept onto canvas or in a symphonic work or in literary work. And more often than not, they discover that it is not possible to do it in one, with, with one example only. So they try and try and try again. Sometimes they leave works unfinished. Most of us don't even try because we know it's, it's beyond our capacities. But the perpetual dissatisfaction with what one has created is 
the impulse to create more over and over again. But it's not always a search for perfection and beauty. Surely sometimes you have pictures or sculptures or indeed music which can be deliberately jarring. Art is not always a search for beauty. Art might be a statement, but that statement must also achieve a certain status which satisfies the creator so that he says, right, now this is the way, the best perfect way of making the statement. As a poet and translator, Charles Simic, what do you think of this, the idea that it's dissatisfaction that's the basis for creativity? Well, I think it's a constant in creativity. I mean, uh, the reason I... I get up in the morning to to work on my poems my, or my translations is because I feel dissatisfied with what I have done. And it's continuous. Uh, there are moments when you feel, oh, this is done well, this is fine, this, this works, I'll leave it alone. Uh, but even those, you know, quote-unquote successes, uh, I return to sometimes years later, and feel they're not quite right. So it may be a cliché to talk about an unhappy artist or a miserable genius. Do you think it's true? No, I, I think the, the dissatisfaction is, is something that I, I, almost makes me happy. I mean, I love the idea uh, that it's a, an impossible task, that it's an insurmountable difficulty, that this is something that will take a lifetime uh, to get right. Uh, so I, um, I'm, uh, I don't weep, uh, but I'm dissatisfied. So it's, it's process as well as end product. What do you think about this, Julian Treasure? You work with sound rather than visual images or words. Well, I think there's a lot in this as far as individualistic art is concerned. But one, one distinction I make in my work uh, about listening is that there are different forms of listening. So, for example, reductive listening is listening for a point, as an objective, and mm. you, you discard anything outside of that, whereas expansive listening is just listening, seeing where you go. Certainly my experience with music is that a lot of creativity doesn't have a point. It's just playing, or it's accretive, it's building on what's there before, or it's synthetic because it's made in a group of people. But it doesn't have a point from whose point of view? I mean, uh, you're talking about the, the listener, but no, no, the creator, the creator. Too. But but uh, when you say it doesn't have a point, it has a certain point that it reaches a conclusion. He says, "Right, I'm now satisfied with it, or I'm dissatisfied with it," and then he releases it. Now, the act of releasing it uh, is a statement about the degree of satisfaction. Most artists I know, even in spite of the fact that they allow their works to be seen, are tell me they are dissatisfied with it. Yes, I mean, what is finished? Yes, exactly. It's the point where you, exactly. you can't go on. Or but, but uh, say, so what about Charles's point, that there's also beauty in the process, not in the search for an end Discovery. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is, this is a, a good example of that. A, a, an artistic counterpart to what Charles is saying would be in the work of Cezanne, who actually, who, whose, whose concept developed as he was painting. And so as each uh, uh, canvas came out, his concept changed, and he, he, st he strove for uh, achieving greater and greater perfection and beauty. I, I agree that there is a process uh, that, 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 that changes uh, one's uh, conceptions quite a lot as, as one proceeds. Of course, when you look at different types of art, images or sounds or words, <coughs> you, you are dealing with things that have different temporal existence, aren't you? Julian, you could, do you think it would be true to say that it's the fleeting sound that intrigues us the most? The one that doesn't last. Well, sound does always have a temporal dimension. 
there's no such thing as an oral photograph. Hermann Hesse described music as time made aesthetically perceptible. And it's an interesting aspect of sound that you always have this temporal dimension. So you, sound always exists in time. Uh, and it's, it's uh, only recently, relatively recently, that we've developed the technology to, to freeze it, to record it, to repeat it. Um, before that, of course, every performance was individual, different, uh, and uh, it was only memory of previous performances. So I'd be interested to know um, Samir's view of memory and its role in art creation. Well, memory is, is, is absolutely critical, but you see, as you uh, come with a new piece of uh, art or music, then your concept, uh, your, the synthetic concept itself changes. So the, the creator is not divorced from the concept. The creator is the concept. And so as you uh, create new works, you, your concept changes and what you want to represent changes. And hence the, the evolution uh, of, of the work. But I suspect that in only very rare cases are people really, really satisfied with what they have produced. I suppose one way to test that, if you, we, here we have a poet and translator, mm -hmm. is to say to Charles, when you look back at your poems 20 years ago, are you as satisfied with them now as you were then? Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I was probably satisfied when I put them in a book. But if you look at my the copies of books that I take along to to give readings, I mean, they're full of uh, no, notes and crossings out. I'm still thinking, revising the poems, and uh, it's really a very dangerous thing to do because you can also ruin the poem in the process of you know. Uh, trying to I can see Julian nodding uh, there yes. in your yes, experience of yeah. music. Well, yes, I'm just thinking yeah. of the dreadful remixes that come out endlessly of classic tracks that have been made by people which were, to all intents and purposes, perfect, or certainly in their perception they're perfect, and then somebody feels the need to go and rehash well, it, remix it. This is uh, the discovery that I made that um, very often um, an early poem that now seems just needs to, you know, uh, fix few lines and then to be improved, actually, uh, its charm depends on its awkwardness, uh, mm -hmm. its imperfection. And uh, once you smooth it out, uh, there's no life in it. Well, this, this is another example, actually, uh, of something which, which neuroscientists can learn from, from, the, from the artists. I mean, Balzac and Zola both wrote books saying how a work of art can be destroyed by a richness of concepts in the brain. So you, if you keep it simple without adding on and on and on and on, uh, you'll get a better work for it than, than uh, something which you uh, overdo. But I just would, would like to ask uh, Charles, if he were to rewrite a poem uh, today, which he had translated 20 years ago, would he change it significantly? I think so. I, I, I think, yeah. Well, I mean, this is one of the really frustrating things about translations. I mean, I started translating 40 years ago. So, yeah. And if I open one of those books, and I thank God I don't do that very often, I'm stunned how things could have been said better. Because you're always looking for equivalents, and, you know, in this case in English and so forth, and, and some solutions do not occur instantly. I mean, they, they take 20, 30 years. And I feel that I... The, the few poets that I really would like to do again from the, from the start. I'm, I'm fascinated in this idea that you can over-perfect, yes. you know, whether in music or... Definitely. Or, if you, if or you went back and recorded the Beatles with modern technology, it wouldn't be the Beatles. So if you turn again to 
trying to understand what's going on in our brain, this idea of concepts, mm -hmm. Semir. If you mm -hmm. take away just art and just think about what the brain is doing with concepts, can you have a process where you have an overabundance of richness in the way you're trying to build concepts in your brain? But, but is I it also we, true there? I think we do all the time, yes, certainly. Mm. The, but the, the, the problem in, in art is to sit down and distill from all these concepts. You know, Dante, Dante said it so well when he wrote about Beatrice. He says, so rich are the concepts and so poor the means of representing them that I must mm. fail as every artist must. Mm. And this is true, uh, actually, of all of us, really. We all have an abundance of concepts all the time. Now, Sami, you don't just look at art and art products to try and understand what's mm -hmm. going on when we process no. aesthetics no. in the brain. You also use modern techniques of brain yes. imaging. Yes. It's now possible, isn't it, to track a person's neural response to art and beauty. Yes. So, so what are the images, what are these experiments revealing? Well, you, you, you have to separate... Uh, art from beauty, though. So wh what, do they, wh what do these images reveal about when people declare that they've experienced beauty? That what they show is that there is an increased activity in a part of the brain which deals with uh, rewards and pleasure and the expectation of pleasure. And actually what is really quite interesting about that is that uh, other people have found through other neurological means that the cells in these areas fire more vigorously, respond more vigorously to the expectation of pleasure than to the reward itself. Which, the anticipation uh, of a the bar anticipation. of chocolate. Uh, yes. Uh, or going to an art gallery. Yes, it, it's, a pity, it's a pity that we have not come around studying the disappointment hmm. uh, uh, at what we see when the expectation is so high. But that's surely coming. That's interesting, isn't it? Because I would have thought, Charles, that there would be more anxiety as you approach the possibility of writing a poem and more pleasure once you've achieved it which is not what Samir is saying that is shown in this It's not so clear-cut. I mean, one almost surprises oneself by writing a poem. Uh, it's not that I... If I say to myself, I'm going to write a poem, forget it. I mean, nothing is going to happen. Uh, or something very bad, something, you know, forgettable. It's usually a phrase, uh, some image, some memory that, that kind of... is in the back of my mind and, uh, you know, this and that, and I put some words down on the, on the page and uh, nothing much happens with them and, uh, and then I return to them and, you know, words on the page tend to make love, start making love, they get interested in each other, the individual words, they, and they take your, me, my imagination in some direction that I didn't expect. Yes. So how this all ends up being a poem and... Uh, uh, well, it goes through many changes, and um, for me, I mean, this is not typical, you know, of any, anybody. I mean, I've known poets who write very differently. It's a process of, of, of sort of discovering what sort of material I have there, uh, what can be done with it. And, but it goes uh, through many changes because your concepts change as you develop. It's not so much, I don't think, concept. The only objection I have to concept, it's a very difficult to define word. I feel more like uh, a craftsman. I mean, someone who is trying to figure out how to sew this dress, or how to how to you know cut this pattern, or 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 a carpenter who is trying to figure out why the table is not you know. You know, it's, it's fascinating hearing you just try to describe this, Charles, because here, here we have Semizeki reminding us that that these new modern ways of, of probing what's happening physiologically yeah. in the brain 
suggests that very personal emotional responses like to beauty can, to some extent, be reduced to the release of hormones and electrical activity in the brain's neural pathways. Do you think that's what we're going to be able to... At least they correlate with... They correlate. uh, They correlate with the experience. I mean, the release of hormones and neurotransmitters in specific areas correlate with the experience of beauty. But those may be outputs. I mean, we are, to an extent, ignoring a whole spiritual dimension in creativity, which the Greeks described as muse. And I've heard so many musicians over the years talking about just being a channel or a medium for stuff that comes through from somewhere else, nothing to do with them and they write it or uh, record it. Uh, so well, well, it's got nothing to do with them is an arguable point. But, uh, that's what they but, say. But, but inspiration is certainly a very interesting topic. I agree mm. with you. Yeah. Who knows where the study of the brain will lead us in that mysterious question of inspiration. Professor Simizaki, thank you. Thank you. You're listening to the Forum from the BBC World Service and time to look into the future now and how we can make the world a better place in just 60 seconds. And Julian Treasure, I wonder what you've got in store for us this week. Don't forget, you've just got one minute to win over me, Bridget Kendall, and my other two guests, neurobiologist Samir Zeki, and joining us from the US, poet and translator Charles Simic. And Julian, our World Service listeners, I can promise, are listening attentively. So off you go. Well, we all have driving licences. We should now have licences and laws for public use of mobile phones. And if people break the law, they should have their mobiles taken away for six months. I'm talking about behaviours such as causing a breach of the peace, especially in confined public spaces like buses and trains, by talking loudly on a mobile, having music overspilling from headphones, or playing music on mobile loudspeakers, and also such as stopping short or causing an obstruction on a busy pavement while texting. At the moment, if someone's brave enough to complain, the result is often verbal or even physical abuse. We need to align the power of societal consensus so that just as jumping a red light is universally unacceptable, so is thoughtless texting or phoning. We should educate people in school to use mobiles thoughtfully and considerately, mindful of the consequences of their behaviour on others. That may be idealistic, but without education, laws and a licence, we're heading for a digitally connected but physically divided society. Quite a draconian idea, Julian. Actually, it's becoming a bit of a theme in our 60-second ideas. We've had the pavement police suggested to stop pedestrians being a nuisance, and now you want the sound police to dictate how we should talk to our friends and colleagues. Couldn't you look at it the other way around and say, actually, being shoulder-to-shoulder with other people who are expressive and animated and no longer closed books is something we should celebrate? Well, do you know, there's a a phenomenon, Murray Schaefer, the Canadian audiologist, he's a a sound... um a wonderful composer and, and sound analyst, uh, he describes it as schizophonia, which is when what you see and what you hear are dislocated. And I think that's very well evinced. When, in, when you imagine sitting in a modern train carriage, there's this sound as if there's a party going on. It sounds great. There's, there's a hubbub of conversation and jollity. It's very different from 20 years ago when everybody Glum was hiding, yeah, hiding behind a newspaper. But none of that conversation is with people in the train. It's always somebody miles and miles away. So you think it makes me more lonely and more irritated in your case? I sit next to people on trains who are having deeply personal conversations about illnesses or giving their credit card numbers to people, and I feel disregarded, Uh, disrespected. Let's try this out on the others. Charles Simic, you're a writer. Don't you find it interesting to get this insight into people's lives, the ability to eavesdrop on them? No, most of it is boring, banal <laughs> stuff. I, agree. I, I was on the train uh, to Washington, from New York to Washington recently, and uh, there was a lady, not so, not so young, surprised me, very well dressed, looked like a businesswoman, 
and she talked to one party for a couple of hours uh, about, I mean, the most, you know, ridiculous things of no importance whatsoever. And uh, it was agony. I mean, it was just, you know, we were subjected to, to, to some kind of a, if you've ever seen the, the theater of the absurd, uh, UNESCO and so forth, I mean, uh, it's just listening to nonsense for, for a couple of hours. Okay, and, uh, so, so you're with um, Julian here that we should have laws and licenses and confiscations too. What about you, Samir Zeki? Well, I agree absolutely with that, but I think it's not radical enough. I would go <laughs> further than that. And I would say that there is, in the current world, a, a disrespect for people, as you experience, in the invasion of your space, yes. auditory space, or your very personal space. See, just as offensive are people with their you know, uh, rucksacks and backpacks who are, are not aware of the fact that their body's extended, they knock into you all the time. But I would go so far as to say that when you are aware that it is not uh, allowed to use a mobile phone, the confiscation or the penalty should extend to a year. See, in Japan, people are wonderful. Mm. Nobody uses a mobile phone. On the, they, they will go elsewhere. Here, in many other European countries, even, it says, even though it says don't use your mobile phones, people will use them, disregarding uh, the fact that it says... And the quiet request not to do that, in most cases, comes back with the modern equivalent of sorry, which has got two words, and one of them is extremely rude. Or you might uh, end up being beaten up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Uh, just from, from, yes, go on, Charles. Uh, who is going to enforce these laws? Well, I'd well, love to see this question. being done by citizens' arrest and citizens' <laughs> confiscation. Oh, my that, God. That may cause a lot of conflict. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think also it might end up with all oh, the mobile phones ending up in police stations and everyone wandering around looking very glum-faced again, yes. Julian. Well, maybe this is a solution to the big unemployment we're all facing for years to come. <laughs> Thousands of mobile phone police on the streets. <laughs> Thank you very much. And let me say, from last week, Brian Agra in Berlin was very intrigued by the 60-second idea that we should all write four love letters, signed each, and send them to people we know. But he asks, how does one decide which one of our many friends we love the most? And what are the implications of telling them that? Oh, well, we know that. We know, that. <laughs> we know who we love, I think. Do you? The four? What about uh, the fifth? Oh, what? Yeah? <laughs> we could carry on that discussion. We had a good discussion last week. And if you'd like to tell us what you think about this week's idea or any as- other aspect of the programme, do get in touch. Our address is the forum, that's just one word, at bbc.co.uk. All the details are on our website, bbcworldservice.com forward slash forum. Or join us on Facebook or tweet us, BBC The Forum. Charles Simic, we're going to talk about the elusiveness of translation, so it's very appropriate that you're actually rather a difficult person to pin down because you were born in Serbia, in former Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. yet you're an award-winning American poet, winner of the Pulitzer Prize and a MacArthur Fellowship and a former US Poet Laureate. You're a native Serbian speaker, but your many volumes of poems are written in English. And you're not just a poet and essayist because you're also a very distinguished translator. I think you've said of yourself caught between two identities, two ways of looking at the world. Is that an essential starting point for a translator? It was for me. I mean, I always realized, I mean, from the very beginning that the translation is going to be especially interesting because I have, so to speak, two mother tongues, Serbian being the first language, and then English that I spoke and have been speaking exclusively since the age of 15. I'm 72. So I was negotiating two 
selves, to personas, to sets of knowledge that I have about the world. And, uh, and of course, anytime you start doing something like that, you become aware of the similarities between languages uh, and, uh, you know, some of them are on the surface, some are in the depths and so forth. And uh, you ask yourself questions, can one translate a culture, its worldview, its metaphysics? So what do you think the answer is? Can you ever be completely true to the original when you translate a poem? No, I, I don't think so. No, obviously, uh, you cannot completely. Uh, but it, it really, it's difficult to generalize because there's so many different kinds of poets that you're dealing with. Poets who are very much interested in, in relying, using the language in, in, a, in which they write and um, the language itself, the properties of that language and the connotations of that language and as much part of the poetry as as whatever they contribute themselves, some ideas and, you know, memories and so forth and so on, they're very much in the idiom of the language. They're very hard to translate. And then so, the so, others who are, who are not. Oh, so, but yeah. what drives a translator then, if the process is always going to be somewhat unsatisfactory? You fall in love with a poem. Uh, the first time I translated a poem was back to 1964. I was in New York in a public library on Fifth Avenue and 42nd Street where... There was a large Slavic collection, and uh, one day I just said to myself, well, let me see what the Yugoslav poets are doing. And I went there, and I got some books, and uh, you couldn't take the books out. You had to read everything there. And I found a poem by a poet called Vasco Popa. I just loved it. And there were no Xerox machines uh, then available. And, uh, so, so it's a it, sort of compulsion to share this object of beauty in a way. Exactly. Uh, so, so how do you uh, go about it, translating? Well, I mean, translating, I usually proceed in the most literal fashion first. I mean, I try to be very faithful to what is there, word by word, phrase by phrase. And of course, that's not always possible because of the nature of the poem and, and so forth. And you have to restate the poem. You have to, you find to you have to find an equivalent for what is there. Translation is a series of compromises. Sometimes they make for a better poem in, in translation and, uh, and and still preserve the original and sometimes a source of a, of a kind of failure to the translation too. So, so, so give us an, an example. Let, let's try and illustrate this because you've got a new translation anthology out, haven't you, of poems by well, the I mean, yes, Serbian I mean, poet I, I Milan a, Georgievich called yeah, Oranges and yeah, Snow. Yeah, I mean, here I have a poem here and um, it's called uh, Spud, you know, Potato. And uh, the poem in the original is a poem about two problems, I mean, for me as a translator. It consists of rhyming couplets. Also, the language, the choice of words, is somewhat archaic. This is not consistent, but it's done from time to time just to get away from the most predictable word. As I said, my, my instinct is to be very faithful, to just be as literal as possible, especially at the first attempt, but trying to make the poem also be in, in, in rhyming couplets uh, did not work in English. And even some of the vocabulary changing from a modern idiom to a, a little bit more literary language, that also didn't work. So I've translated, uh, I can read a poem. Uh, why, why don't you read? We won't understand the Serbian, but it'll give us a sense of the musicality. Oh, sure. of course. The original and the translated text. Yes. Krompir. U dubokoj grobnici ležao je blaženo počivši faraon mrke boje. Među svojima Žalostive suze je lio, za česetim blatom u kome se ispilio. Ali evo ga na tanjiru oholog obarenog, peršunom krunisanog, maslacem pomazanog. Evo ga samotnog, kao od majke rođenog, 
od gladi i spasao je zatornika i pravednog. Gle, vitki nož, preseca ga napola. Gle, vijuška mu se u leđa zabola. Ali prijatelji, nemojte zato tugovati. Na svet krtola nemojte mračno gledati. Je drugi spasitelji u vrećama klijaju, da zvezdu vodeju na vedrom nebu ugledaju. And the English. Spud. In a deep tomb he lay, a dark-hued pharaoh resting in peace. In private he shed grief-stricken tears for the honest mud where he was hatched. Here he is now on a plate, arrogant, boiled, crowned with parsley, smeared with butter, solitary like a newborn, he who saved from hunger both the damned and the just. Look, a thin knife cuts him in half. Look, a fork sticks out of his back. But friends, don't feel sorry for them. Don't look darkly on the world of potatoes, since in sacks other saviors are sprouting, hoping to see the pole star some clear night. Charles Simic, thank you very much. Let's get reactions around the table. Julian, you deal with sound. So although we were listening to a translation and the original, and presumably you don't know Serbian and didn't know the meaning. I certainly don't. What was your response? Did you feel that this was the same, Something there was something in common here? <laughs> yes, well, there's an energy uh, just in the rhythms. Of course, metre is a big part of poetry. And I'm interested by the way that Charles translates that. Uh, I mean, translation... Is far too literal a word, I'm sure, for what you do, Charles. But I know the Elizabethans described conversation as decorated silence. <laughs> so when you're reading a poem, that's what you're doing. You're decorating silence. And metre and the actual sounds of the words, the vowels, the consonants, they're all going to be very important. That's going to be very different from Serbian to English. So I'm fascinated by the way in which you choose your words, whether you make them sound the same. So what did you think of uh, what you heard? I have two points. One is uh, I was very struck by his statement that uh, translation is a series of compromises, and I think that applies to all art. I think all art is a series of compromises. Um, but the other point which I'm really curious about from uh, as eminent translator as Charles is how do you handle something like Rumi or Hafiz? For example, Rumi and Hafiz are very well-known, a Persian uh, poet, and now translated into English, we have been for some time, but in Farsi there is no genderization, all right, and there is no capitalization. So these poems are always translated as he with a capital H into English, which implies God. But in the original Farsi, they're much more ambiguous than that. So how do you... How do you render that... So you're talking about how do you translate ambiguity? Uh, uh, well, yes. When I mean, the choices aren't always there in the other language. The choice is just not there, yes. I have done, you know, not had that experience because Slavic languages are not that far removed from the rest of the Indo-European. They're Indo-European, aren't they? Indo-European languages. Uh, but to go back to Julian's uh, question first, uh, sound. There was a wonderful definition of the difficulties of translation. There's a pound made, I think, you know, something like 1914 or 13 in a little text. Ezra Pound, the uh, American poet. He said there are three things a translator confronts. First of all, the sound of, of words. It's an aspect of poetry that one can enjoy even if one doesn't know the language. For example, uh, Chinese poetry sounds beautiful, beautifully read. Uh, you don't have to 
low Chinese. He says that you cannot really translate. I mean, there are attempts to do some approximation. There was an American poet called Louis Zukowski who tried to translate Catullus by using only Latinate words. What were his other categories? Is one where, which is what he called casting of visual images on the imagination, which is easy to translate, which is simply, uh, let's say, the poet says there is a green apple on a white plate. I mean, you know, no difficulty with that. So that poets who use a lot of images are usually very well-known internationally. Eliot was successful internationally because of the beautiful images he has. So that works. Then he finally he said you don't employ words for their direct meaning, but you know in a special way in which they their connotations, the way they come together. This is where idioms, archaic vocabularies come in, puns. Uh, this this is fascinating, Charles, because if you're saying that every poem is a compromise and has to be choices, sure. The question is, when you're faced with a poem, which is the most important? Is it the musicality? That, no, it's uh, not. I mean, it's uh, uh, yes, you know, you try. I mean, is it the imagery? I think all of these, I mean, images and and the sort of the rich play of language, they're all all important, but it's depending on the poem, how much you can do with it. I wonder what your point of view of this as a neurobiologist is, Salizaki, because well, there are different sites in the brain, aren't there, that respond to different signals, like rhythm or yes, imagery. Yes. So uh, you might say that maybe some things would spark a recognition sooner than others? Uh, I, yes. I, I mean, basically the truth is uh, there is, I think you can summarize it all by saying that if you can tell the difference in different parts of the brain that's reacting as that, to the rhythm and to the sound of the music. I'm very sympathetic to what Charles is saying because I've listened to poems in, in, uh, in Farsi, which I, a language I don't speak, which I found very beautiful, in Chinese as well, and in Italian, which I can understand. What I'd like to ask Charles is, can you take a poem and render the meaning, the sense, in a musical language which is not the original language. You mean recast it completely? Yes. Where are, where are your limits? Well, I think you would probably have to then depart very much from the strict, literal meaning of the poem. Oh, just a final reaction from you, Julian. What do you think of the fact that Charles says that musicality is not the essence of translation? I can see that it's uh, an important element, but you have to be true to cultural idiom and where the thing is from. I mean, it would be like uh, rearranging Wagner in the style of Puccini. That's meaningless, isn't it? <laughs> it has been done. <laughs> to massive failure. Yes. yes. Perhaps one day, Charles, people like Semizeki will be able to do experiments where they sit people down and watch how their brain reacts to a poem and then to the translation. That'd and will be, be able to yes. tell physiologically <laughs> how far they react in the same way. Did you hit the bullseye? What do you think? Oh, I think so. I mean, I think something like that has been done already. I mean, I, I had a friend very interested in, in the idea. For example, I'll just use a Serbian word. A Serbian word for bread is chleb. So you have a someone who speaks both languages, and of course when you say chleb to them, you know, whatever happens in the brain, <laughs> it's, much more, it's much more active and more interesting than when you, you know, say to them bread. The word they perfectly understand, but it doesn't have the connotations, the rich emotional yeah. associations and so forth. An elegant response, Charles. Thank you. You're listening to The Forum from the BBC World Service. Well, we've been talking about visual images already and verbal dexterity. 
and musicality. But the time has come now to turn to you, Julian Treasurer, and focus a bit more on what our ears take in. You spent your life applying the latest psychoacoustic theories to work and retail environments, primarily through your company, The Sound Agency. And you argue that we need to wake up to the deafening hum and drone of noise that surrounds so many of us, particularly in cities. Absolutely, yes. And we've become used to suppressing it. That's the trouble. So we're, we've, we have this noise going on around us all the time, most of it accidental, most of it unpleasant, most of it made unconsciously by organisations or individuals, and we have become unconscious about it. So we stand on street corners bellowing at each other and pretending that's completely normal. But surely when people zone out noise, for example, people who live under the flight path of an airport, don't they stop hearing those planes? Don't they stop bothering them? No. Absolutely not. And, and the, in fact, the European Union has done quite a lot of studies now at the effects of noise on health across Europe. 25% of Europe's population live in zones which are above the World Health Organization recommended minimum. And the cost, according to the European Union, is tens of billions of euros a year in terms of stress, hospitalization, even uh, absenteeism from work. Sleep deprivation is the biggest single cause of that. And this is all about sound suppression. No, that's well, that's noise. I mean, you, it's pretty hard to suppress an aircraft at 500 feet going over your house. You can try with double glazing. You can try to ignore it. But it's, sh- you know, the whole place is shaking and it wakes you up. So it seems to me that our perception of sound must be quite subjective, isn't it? Some, for what's good for some people will be bad for others. I mean, just think about how parents shudder at the music that their kids play. Always. Yes. I'm afraid I've got to that stage now where I listen to things and I say, there's no tune in that. And, uh, you know, I came from the era of new wave indie music in the 80s. So Whereas they love it. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. You know, that's true. It's all subjective, obviously. And it's all culturally and societally and, you know, in terms of family unit, your individual history, all of that shapes the way in which you filter sound coming in and how it affects you individually. And that's what makes, for example, the mindless playing of music in shops so irritating because music has an effect on different people in different ways. But you are still saying that there are some sounds which are bad for us and other ones which are generally better for our health. Yes, you can generalise to a degree. Some sounds are generally not good for us, yes. Okay, okay, let's just try out on um, our other two guests a couple of examples that you've, you've brought to us. This is a sound that you've chosen as an example of a bad noise. It's from a cafe. Okay, so that's um, a bad noise from a cafe. This one, you say, is more positive, and you've designed it specifically for a bank. In Colombia, yes. Okay, two very different noises. Let, let's try them out round the table. Semizeki, what's your response? The well, cafe and the bank. Do you agree that uh, one was nice and one was nasty? Absolutely, I agree. And, and my habit usually is to go out of a cafe or a restaurant where there's too much noise. Uh, I often uh, ask if there's a quiet table. If there isn't, I just go out. Now, the second one is extremely pleasant, but of course it depends on the context in which mm. it is uh, going to be used. Uh, um, presumably, is this going to be on all the time in the bank? How yes, I should work? say the level of those was... <coughs> I, would, I, would, I would have the cafe much louder because that's how it is in real life. We have Starbucks, unfortunately, to thank for the theatre of coffee, which means we have to listen to it being made as well as look at it being made. 
Well, you see, I would disagree there because I, mm. m- my connotations when I hear a cup of coffee being made, as in that sound that we heard, is immediately to think of the aroma, mm. which I like very much. Oh, absolutely. I, so I, I, no wasn't, I wasn't so disturbed by that noise. I, I'm not any sort of a fascist about this. I have no problem with there being places where you can listen and watch the coffee being made and so forth. As long as there are other places, you can go and have a quiet coffee. Okay, okay let's, let's just bring Charles in here. Charles, what was your reaction? The same. I mean, it's obviously. Uh, what is interesting, though, is that the cafe sounds like a typical New York restaurant. I had a friend, I still have a friend, I mean, we had a restaurant, and uh, his restaurant was not doing very well, and, and he brought a consultant, you know, people who advise you what you're doing wrong, and he says, well, this is just too quiet here. Well, that's uh, just like what Julian does, right? Yeah, and except he... But he did. He didn't put, you know, a little birdie singing in the, in the background. But uh, the idea was to, to put panels in the ceiling so that the uh, the sound would bounce more and then, of course, to play music. And uh, it's it, New York now, it's become unbearable to be in, in restaurants. Um, you know, friends tell you, uh, we went and they mentioned, a, you know, a place where it's very difficult to get reservations and a very good restaurant. And you asked them, you know, how was the food? And they said, oh, fabulous. The food was fabulous. We couldn't talk. Uh, it was all out. Yeah. But then uh, isn't this just what people are used to? But that is the problem, I think, to go, to go back to what Julian was saying about we get adapted to it and we tolerate it, and that, I think, is the curse of mankind. It is. We get adapted to so many things, and we don't see how bad things but, get. But this is what the brain does, doesn't it? It gets it? adapted. I wish I could invent a method to disadapt the brain <laughs> so we can all revolt against the just because <laughs> Just because you can get used to somebody hitting you on the head all day doesn't mean it's a good thing. I mean, it's, no. it, it, we, we can actually become conscious, and that's really my whole mission in life is to get us conscious in our listening and conscious in our making of sound Mm. so that we're making sound that's appropriate for every situation whether it be being creative or whether it be working or whether it be having a nice meal but this is interesting to consider why it is that some sounds are very irritating if they're not addressed to you if you're not listening to them i think Mm. because you are hearing them and the the brain tries to make sense of the sensory input definitely and if it cannot make sense especially if it's engaged in something else then it becomes a massive distraction well with people like michali chikse michali have shown that uh, me anyway this is my my understanding we have a very small amount of bandwidth for auditory input Mm. and there's quite Mm. a small storage space in so if, if I'm trying to write a report, I'm manipulating symbols in that very same space, hearing voices in my head. If somebody else is talking and I'm hearing it at the same time, mm-hmm. that's occupying that small space. Sure. I become less productive. And in fact, the research shows that you're one third yeah. as productive in a noisy office as you are in a quiet room. So, Charles, when you're writing poetry or translating, how much do you get distracted by the noises around you? Do you need silence? No, not necessarily. I'm a city boy, so I can be in a, in a reasonably noisy place room with traffic outside and and, uh, and I'm, I feel very good about it but I completely agree with uh, Julian was saying I was thinking when, I, when he was talking earlier about torture as you know it's been used our CIA or who in those black sites and whatever they you know places where they interrogate people one of the horrors of it is that they play extremely loud music certain mm. kinds of music mm. what is a very strange about this is that we, the same kind of music it's played in hip restaurants in, 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 in New York. Yeah. Uh, you do have the ability to leave those, though, and then control, <laughs> control is one of the big but, things about but, noise. But, if you can't control it, it's very disturbing. But isn't it also about context? I mean, if you take mm, your yes. second example of birdsong, mm. frankly, if mm. I went into a bank and heard birdsong and the lapping of a waterfall mm. or whatever it was we were listening to, I would feel slightly disconcerted because it's clearly artificial. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, if, that again if, was, especially if you suddenly discover that you're taken in and you think there's a lovely garden around the corner. It feels 
suspicious. then go and find the tape recorder. Yes. The, the, uh, the soundscape we heard there was played rather loud, actually. And the intention yeah. with soundscapes like that, where we, we're using a generative yeah. box, that is to say it's algorithmic, yeah. it's, it's making it up, playing it in real time, doesn't repeat itself, is that that's like oral wallpaper. It's so in the background. So just as you don't go into a bank generally and say, oh, the walls are beautifully white you wouldn't go in and say the sound is great. But, it would but, just be there in the background. But sometimes I find that music of the type that I like actually acts synergistically as an inspiration. If, if I'm preparing a lecture or if I'm writing something where I want to be slightly disinhibited, a good piece of music can actually be uh, well, this very, is true, very useful. It? A blank sheet of paper yes. is often not the best way to have inspiration. Mm. Wouldn't yes. you agree, Charles? Oh, sure. So possibly okay. going around the corner to a cafe where they're pulling a cappuccino or an espresso might inspire you oh definitely i I think everybody's different you know it really is about knowing what works for you and becoming conscious of your Mm. responses to the sound around you yet there is some agreement i mean if if the european union report is anything to go by it does disturb an awful lot of people Mm. in a very unhealthy way Mm. no question well we, we started by talking about art and the brain and we've examined translation the process of translation from within and we've talked about the input of sounds. I wonder what all three of you have drawn from this programme. Silizeki. Well, I have learnt a, a great deal uh, thinking about and talking today about uh, translation and how I think that the point that Charles makes about talking, it's con- conversing and talking is really translating, translating thoughts. So translation is a much, much wider uh, thing than what it is usually understood to be. We're always trying to translate thought into words or thought into painting or thought into action. And what does it yeah. tell you about creativity? Well, it really confirms my view of creativity as an act in which we are all, all of us, uh, from the greatest artist to the most humble man, involved all the time. That some of us uh, focus on it more and produce things and others do not. But I think we are all creative people. It sounds, Charles, as though what Samir is saying is that your work in translation is a sort of distillation mm. and almost focus of what all of us do when we translate to speak to process thoughts but you're doing it in a very intense way no i agree completely with samir i mean i I think we're always translating you know if you think of a call objective reality it's a sort of a description that we have all agreed to but we're always translating from that reality into our own personal terms anytime we look at a world and a scene and uh, an experience an event and so forth the way we make sense to us, it's really a translation, a reduction, an attempt to find a few words that will be equal of, of, of that and what uh, event. May I say something extremely important to me? Uh, when you use the term objective reality, I think that there is no reality but brain reality. That's the only reality that we have. I'm That's sure people would agree with that, but... <laughs> Charles? Yeah, well, I mean, I must say, you know, <laughs> I have not been thinking of the brain until I've <laughs> read, uh, and I'm totally persuaded that uh, even with that idea that the reality is that reality of the brain, and the, the brain is probably the, the original translator. Yes. So this exploration with a specialist in the brain and a specialist in sound, has that changed or enhanced your view of creativity, Charles? I think I agree that we are all engaged in creativity all the time. We are all translators, we are all composers, musicians. In the, in the, we're all trying to make sense of the world. We're all you know, philosophers. To me, that is a wonderful reminder. Julian? 
Well, I'm certainly thinking about creativity in a different way. And, um, you know, we've talked about spiritual dimensions to it, neural dimensions. We've talked about the environment impacting on the way it happens, culture impacting on the way it comes out. And I'm very interested by Samir's uh, concept of a target, really, in, in creativity. I hadn't really thought about that very much before. And I'm going to take all of these things away and they'll be fermenting nicely. <laughs> That's what we like to do on this programme, ferment. Thanks to all three of you this week. An attempt, I suppose, to try and grasp the unattainable. Samir Zeki, Charles Simic and Julian Treasure. And if you'd like to find out more about them, see what they look like, get links to their web pages, or if you've ideas of your own to add to our discussion, do go to bbcworldservice.com forward slash forum. There you'll also find links to our podcast, our Facebook page, and updates via Twitter, BBC The Forum. Medical dramas, disease and therapy next week with three very different doctors. A Vietnamese-Canadian physician turned novelist, an American doctor who's pioneered the use of mindfulness meditation to heal, and a Swedish medical statistician who will dispel the myth of the West versus the rest. Till then, from me, Bridget Kendall, and all of us on the forum team, have a good week. There are dozens of different podcasts now available from the BBC, including news, documentaries, science, business, arts and sport. For details of them all, go to bbcworldservice.com slash podcasts. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. This is all that I do and all that I love For my fam, my sisters and all my thugs It's the web of music that runs through my blood Put it all on the line till I catch the slug This is all that I do and all that I love For my fam, my sisters and all my thugs It's the web of music that runs through my blood Put it all yeah, on the line yeah. I report the live location from the Jamaican capital, Kingston, St. Andrew, overpopulated, poor, uneducated. We hardly get the basics like healthcare and social welfare. Yo, we need help here. Financial aid made us the bank of slaves. Teenage boys raised in the gangster ways. Teenage girls stuck getting pampers changed. It's a shame it came to this. Streets so dangerous. Cops trained to hit, but still aim and miss. Blatant murder, only a few times accidents Harassing youth in the garrisons Innocent prisoners without any visitors It's ridiculous how they keep us trapped in illusion Distractions from the media Lies from our leaders False hope from the preachers They can't reach us This is all that I do and all that I love For my fam, my sisters and all my thugs yeah. It's the web of music that runs through my blood Put it all on the line till I catch a slug This is all that I do and all that I love For my fam, my sisters and all my thugs It's the web of music that runs through my blood Put it all on the line till I catch a slug Everybody want heaven in this hellhole Some of them get lost and sell their souls For a piece of paper Can't even treat a neighbor With respect unless he pay a fee a favor They say we need a prayer Or a Jesus savior Cause we in danger Looking for easy papers Only seen as labor And votes to keep the state up Corrupting people's nature It's not a free Jamaica The system make us suffer On a daily basis Funeral homes got faces Of all ages Jail is full of cages It's overpopulated Courts got crazy cases For bail applications The murders on the pavement It's just everyday But it don't face us We're stuck in the matrix And it can't be one man That's gonna change us It's gonna take the whole entire nation To raise up What the f***?
know what I mean? Feel what I'm saying, like, if we're ever going to see any change, Captain, can't be expecting somebody else to do it for us. We have to do it for ourselves. You know? It's just the way of the world. Go for your own. Let's do this. For us, this is all that I do and all that I love. For my fam, my sisters, and all my thugs. It's the vibe of music that runs through my blood. Put it all on the line till I can't be slug. This is all that I do and all that I love For my fam, my sisters and all my thugs It's the rebel music that runs through my blood Let's put it all on the line till yeah, I catch the yeah. stuff I put my heart out my chest, put it on track Look at hard facts in my book of all raps The hook is all that, but I took a drawback Cause I could make you dance, but I make you think I like these wannabe killers and the fakest pimps In the streets flossing, looking like skating rinks Till they violate and somebody take the blink we can ball over strong as a grace that links This is a song I hate to sing cause I love my people Beware of the enemy, let a brother teach you About the system and all of the other evils Because half of us need deep enough illegal In a drug country, buy guns when the thugs hungry Blood money got us laughing like death was funny But we're killing ourselves and we're killing our seeds Everybody's dying now, what the future gonna be? We're killing ourselves and killing our seeds Everybody's dying now. What's the future gonna be? Yeah, this is all that I do and all that I love for my fam, my sisters, and all my thugs. Yeah, yeah. This is all that I do and all that I love for everybody, for everybody to struggle. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing Fuse Box Lady. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Fuck up. What? All three. UBC, Zip Lime, McCarthy. Heavy on the rest. You blink my ice ring. Drama we bring. Yeah, that's a small thing. DOD, Fall Part 3. UBC, Zip Lime, McCarthy. Heavy on the rest. Alright now, pay attention to the crime, Ramuzini P, keeping you niggas in perspective. Mar, representative, call me the specialist, professional, professor at the scrap science up in the laboratory. That's why you small rhyme for me. Storeboard rap ain't shit, my category is that of an insane man who strike back. I draw first blood, it's over with in that stack. You wanna square off the scene, slice that cat. You get splashed from back of your head, your ass crack. You're searching for signs of the end, well I am that which bring apocalypse to this game called rap. Not a game, but quite serious, and yo, in fact, you'll be running for dear life so far you might fall off the map. Fuckin' with P, you need to get. At least you had an opportunity to bust back. Fresh out the motherfucker pack of red world command. Silk individuals bounce a blind fed. Scared of death, niggas fold till they worst fed. Horror tales and braille with vision and pen. You 
looking for feet, well you can find them everywhere In a project near you, I'll be right there I was brought up and taught to have no fear Live wire niggas, they behind me in the red Cowardly hearts, step aside, stand clear My bloodthirsty niggas got their eyes on you QBC, Lime Bacardi, Golf, Arbor, Bar 3 On some hashies, Embassy Suite, Crash Apart Yo, it's a G-O-D, Bar 3 QBC, Sip Lime Bacardi Heavy on the wrist, Q-Blink, my X-Ray Drama we bring, yo that's a small thing It's the G-O-D, Father Part 3 QBC, Sip Lime Bacardi Heavy on the wrist, Q-Blink, my X-Ray Drama we bring, yo that's a small thing Yeah, yo, Lime Bacardi, getting big, crash the party Handle B.I., bringing it to anybody Physical damage, crowd control, handle cannons Hitting you with, leaving your bloodstream contaminated Why you acting out of character, we observing Filling them down so hard, I know we felt it coming at them Tennessee rap, you like the Phantom Running you up out of the spot where you're standing Never second guess a cat who hold gas Conceal, but easily reveal the vast Body casting raps, you get your back snapped in half a second Impossible pain beyond measure Tysty living brought him to his last prayer Life changed around quick to one stand Face full of fear conquering your ice grill Drowsiness, putting him asleep like night quill Giving an overdose of this rap potent Potentially dangerous, fatally left open for the focus Scavengers, that's the EMS, beautiful homes Anticipating your death, that's the dead truth Checking them all, you find proof enough to make you think And stop before you chips in to the bottom Night hourly, the marble spot him. You know the routine, face up before I shot It's the G-O-D, Father Part 3 QBC, Sip Lime McCarty Heavy on the wrist, Q-Blink, my ice cream Drama we bring, yeah, that's a small thing G-O-D, Father Part 3 QBC, Sip Lime McCarty Heavy on the wrist, Q-Blink, my ice cream Drama we bring, yo, that's a small thing It's the G-O-D, Father Part 3 QBC, Zip Lime McCarty Heavy on the wrist, Q-Blink, my ice cream Drama we bring, yo, that's a small thing G-O-D, Father Part 3 QBC, Zip Lime McCarty Heavy on the wrist, Q-Blink, my ice cream Drama we bring, yo, that's a small thing What? You are now listening to the fuse box with John Judah. Penicillin on wax, the cure for rap, uh Crooklyn Dodger number two back on the map Perhaps you thought I was gone Well, surprise nigga Not physically, but I'm a massive figure Albertino status, the baddest Inside it, repetition like an automatic Can't stop it, how potent Pulsating like pork snorting When I was a fetus, my thought about aborting Important, am I? Gotta ask myself, but then I Think twice like a Gemini Authentic, percentage Calculating my mind state Equals infinite, but Starfall, ain't it? Flow lethal like Drano Lava from a volcano Scorching, torching the microphone I lost it, poppin' shit Who got my back? Freddy Fox with the twin millies Burnin' Tipperillo Ayo Fox, fuck these niggas Slice them up like an ox, pop 
yeah Okay, it's time to bring these rap caps from Fantasy Isle I bring it to these fake niggas with a tech and a smile You know my style, America's most feared entertainer Yeah, from New York to Cali, I'm called a acid rainer Why you frontin' like you ballin', son? I stays in the mix Same bullets in your burner since 76 Act like you can't tell, shit be live as hell Bustin' so many shots when my shells hit the ground It sound like rock the bells Call me Bumpy Knuckles cause my hands be swell From knocking niggas out from the lies they tell Oh well, I bet you feel me all up in your chest I make the softest nigga catch a body blaming on stress And if he snitch, I bail him out and murder his bitch And then sedate with my four pound claps It's only rap, but I'm living like that So why niggas be talking like dogs and walking like cats Niggas mouths is getting way too fat But OC and Big Fit Docs, we bout to bring it back Let's go back I'm telling it just like this We be Money underground, but you can't get none Cause if you step into my ground, you be one dead son We get love where niggas be scared to come And we got a whole lot to give, but you don't want none Yeah Play high posts, I'm rolling over OC weigh tons like a fucking Range Rover Telling niggas to they face that the facade is over Now it's time for this real nigga shit yeah. Can you feel no this? No question, we manifesting What we feel, what's up in your session Smack niggas up like adolescents Like a D&D, I can't see a gang of no motherfucking body seeing me That's just pure fantasy True with these, son, we ain't the ones Why niggas going out like that? We bring it on like Scarface That means murder case I bring highs to any base Disrespect the clothes Session and your ass get laced So all of these beats and these rhymes attached Mean that real niggas on the mic Bringing it back It's mad potent like good crack It's type addictive All up in your mind You don't want hard times We be money underground But you can't get none Cause if you step into my realm You'll be one dead son We get love where niggas be scared to come And we got a whole lot to give But you don't want none What? 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 Right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Baselines affect me when my rhymes direct me. Forgive the crowds, oh Lord, they know not why they sweat me. Writings against the law in the place that I live. So I lock up the door with the keys to my crib. They call me the high priestess of disaster. Although I'm not a dread, they're not a rasta. There's never been a word I can't master. I've always been. I reign, the I lesson reign. of today You have to listen to each and every single word I have to say Because the ruler Lord Ramsey is on my side And I'm the princess of the posse So yo, take it light Princess of the posse, me say she a cool one She rhyme American, she rock Jamaican Princess of the posse, me say she a cool girl She rhyme Brooklyn, the Bronx, USA, the world you try to dissect my rhyme to see if there's a pattern I bounced it all around you like the rings around Saturn Let me know now if you would like to protest This proceeding of readings Or would you rather progress to a higher plateau? 
Truly, I'm kicking it slow Enough for you to seek the knowledge and to know I'm the Q-U-E-E-N-L-A-T-I-F-A-H Queen of the Aubrey Posse The G-L-A, which is Get live, alright You're standing there chewing on your fingernails Nervous, watching me doing the live thing Singing like a bird sing Ringing like a phone ring I'm the queen and you're the underling I'm never following I follow none The princess of the posse is a cool one Cool one Princess of the Facility says she a cool one She rhyme American, she rap Jamaican Princess of the Facility says she a cool girl She rhyme Brooklyn, the Bronx, USA, the world I'm the, the world. queen of the clan with a mic in my hand I step over suckers to position myself to rule this land It's a concoction for my ability To show the skeezers the meaning of humility Cause they don't know I'm not the one to front on or two I'm snatching hearts cause I'm Latifah and I want to I find it necessary Every to tell you to get off my tip my I'm kicking go So grab a hole and get a good grip Stop the lying, the trying The time buying, you've been denying Cause you're dependent on me The princess of the posse, yo I got the cards So I'm dealing a death blow You're taking no crowns, put that on cease My DJ's name is Mark the 45 King to the posse, peace Gotta let you know where I come from The princess of the posse is a cool one Princess of the posse, me say she a cool one She ran American, she rap Jamaican Princess of the posse, me say she a cool girl She ran Brooklyn, the Bronx, she was safe the world That's even for around the family They say me happy do it for the Ari posse They try to be down, you can't take the crown Maybe from someone else, but not me That's even for around the family They say me happy do it for the Ari posse Try to be down, you can't take the crown Maybe from someone else, but not me Not me I take 30 electric chairs and put them in a classroom 30 MCs and set them free from their doom Just like a tomahawk cuts through the wind When we begin the wheel of fortune It spins holding The rhythm like elastic holding Your whole body like plastic So I try to deny what you already know you love Up above Causing media hysteria in the streets While your lovers get merrier in the sheets I met this lady named Sweet Young Thingin' She gave me that feeling that sunshine bringing. Portable, portable, totally affordable Silky smooth, voice was real portable I said she's cool as Ice Cuba She said you're the public enemy I seen on the tuba Nah, I'm like your uncle baby The style of your beautiful face drives me crazy What can we do? You're so heavy, I'm deep She said you tried to play me like Big Daddy I said, I know you tried I called and requested For you to be manifested She said you know the same gang I'm a flavor unit too I said you only knew the certain things I wanna do to you Rub you down with warm iced tea Make you feel brand Nubian instantly Boogie down and check this production Give me them lips, they look good for suction She said sweet teeth cool with a little lava joint on the side Just doing the fly You like pound cake, come to my house Turn on the lights, see me on the couch I said you're jingling, you're from around the way I like your earrings, two L's But anyway, your granddaddy is here to spread cheer Something nice and smooth with my tongue in your ear Give me a snack, some salt and pepper on a burger Ice cream tea, or if you prefer the Taste the honey kid right in my Caprian That's 
real clear CD And she said stars couldn't get me in a car I don't know what type of man you are You might know karate, do me and get away I got a glimpse of your license plate N.W.A. Pink cookies in a plastic bag Getting crushed by a building Pink cookies in a plastic bag Getting crushed by a building Pink cookies in a plastic bag Getting crushed by a building She was chubby and ready to rock it, naughty by nature, and part of my private stocking, riding in the relax frame of mind it, hmm, incredible, so edible and unforgettable, soft like a Q-tip, I'd love to get with you, cause I'm the type of guy that got props to, feeling it more and more. When I get ready for a showcase, put together well, I know you've been having all your well show and tell. I said, yo, yo, you're so intelligent and elegant. I, ne I never run the beat deep with another MC. I got what I want right in front of me. I know a kid named Kate, he's an MD. Last time I heard y'all was getting real friendly. Belly and belly and chest to chest. I bought the leg, my leg, and I could guess. Ain't no way to get you out, you're so caught up S-E-X-U-A-L, sort of A freaky situation with a peppermint twist Ricky and Mice is next on the list That's the fight and all funkified Come on, come on, come on, ride Take your hair, never fear What you hear, what you hear is a clear Understanding of your big fear And I will appear, my dear, with a beer And bags full of cheer The water that yeah Cause I rumble and groan She said you gotta be mad to make them only moan Put out your cigarette and rest your tired ass. All I wanna do is make Ruby on my pink cookie. Not a rookie, man. You take it off, I'd love a lookie. Cause I'ma mix it up tour style. Peace out, she got the sexual profile. Pink cookies in a plastic bag. Getting crushed by buildings. Pink cookies in a plastic bag. Getting crushed by buildings. Pink cookies in a plastic bag. Getting crushed by buildings. Then prevail. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My mic check is like the death, breathing the sniper's breath. I exhale the yellow smoke of Buddha through righteous steps, deep like the shining. Sparkle like a diamond, sneaker Uzi on the island, and my army jacket lining hit the earth like a comet. Invasion, nonsense like the Afrocentric Asian, half man, half amazing. 'Cause in my physical, I can't express through song. Delete stress like more trend than extend strong. I drink my wet with Medusa, give us shotguns and hell from the split that I'm lifting in hell. It ain't hard. The Buddha monks. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
monks in your trunk, turn the bass up. Not stories by Aesop. Play salute up, parties are shoot up. Nas to analyze, drop a jewel. Inhale from the L, school of full well. You feel it like Braille, it ain't hard to tell. I kick the skill like Shaquille holds a pill. Vocabulary spills, I'm ill. Plusmatic, I freak beats, slam it like Iron Sheik. Jam like a tech with correct techniques. So analyze me, surprise me, but can't magnetize me. Scanning while you're planning ways to sabotage me. I leave a froze like heroin in your nose. Nas a rock well, it ain't hard to tell. Automatic explosion is what your frame of mind is chosen. I leave your brain stimulated. Niggas is frozen. Speak with criminal slang. Begin like a violin. End like Neviathan is deep. Well, let me try again. Wisdom be leaking out my breakthrough truth. I dominate break loops. Giving Mike's ministry cycles. Streets disciple. I rock beats that's mega trifle. And groove even smoother than moves by Villanova. You're still a soldier. I'm like Slot Stone and Cobra. Packing like a roster in the weed spot. Focus and squeeze blocks. Some CZs drop. Though they need not to Sneak. My poetry's deep, I never fell Nas' rap should be locked in a cell It ain't hard to tell Back, my word is gone, the bullet disappearing and the tech is totally gone. 
so they're rolling with the syndicate I'm gonna get funky with the underground Mess the ace, get a taste, bomb squad Getting hard, mile and mile, make it hip a Track protect with the pump up and there be a pump A sound and rolling with run Did you think that ever in fact you thought they never Controlling your soul by a suit and a tie And then you wonder why, why you live a hero Now this one dedicated to the man them call MacGyver And all double seven J's boss five man inside the area Maximum respect to the man them call Ice Cube And the boss no deuce deuce no trade it off for one
They sang songs to take their minds up off that fucked up situation I am, yes I am, the descendant yes, yes. Of those folks who backs got broke, fool Fell down inside the gun smoke Black people, jeans on their ankles and feet I am descendants of the builders of your streets Black people, send this to your cotton money. I am hip hop. Heavy metal for the black people. I am rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Been here forever. They just ain't let you know. I said Elvis Presley ain't got no soul Chuck Berry is rock and roll You may dig on the Rolling Stones But they ain't come up with that style on their own Elvis Presley ain't got no soul Little Richard is rock and roll You may dig on the Rolling Stones But they ain't come up with that shit on their own Guess that's just the way you go Steal my clothes and try to say they yo Yes they do Business is so filled with pimps and hoes Trying to take everything that you made in control There they go Elvis Presley ain't got no soul Bo Diddley is rock and roll You made it on the Golden Stone It ain't the first place to climb up along Say whoa, don't take it Oh, we go back to Rock and roll, whoa, don't take it Oh, we go back to Say whoa, never heard it say Oh, we go back to Say whoa, I was thinking Oh, we go back to Say I ain't trying to diss, but I don't be trying to fuck with Limp Bizkit. When I get down at my zone, I be rocking bad breaks and fishbone. I ain't trying to slow no groove, but that ain't the way I'm trying to move. I don't turn on corn and get it on. I be playing Jimmy Hendrix to the dawn. That's my world's born. Sitting up on my front lawn. Got the volume turned to 10. Playing Albert King the best day. Black. When I'm on it in the cooker, got to turn on some Jolly Hooker. When I want some rock and roll, throw that oldest red ink, give it some soul. Black day, James Brown got plenty of soul. James Brown likes to rock and roll. He can do all the shit for show. The Elvis president could never know. Black day, energy ain't got no soul. Charles 
cold chain is rock and roll. Too many dig on the rolling stones. They can never ever rock like me. Nina Simone say, whoa, don't take it. Oh, we don't act like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't take it. Oh, we don't act like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't take it. Oh, we don't act like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Money is time. You might 
in the falling star And guys like us driving in big cars So we pledge allegiance to the rhyme To rhyme to every beat on time And to our puppet to which we love To show everybody what they really was So you're not the least standing by that we fall You're not the first but we're still here y'all with Your best bet cause you can't get A better show on your TV set Cause we're the ones who rock at your request We're the ones to call if you want the best
well She finds love in all the wrong places The same situation, just different with faces Changed up her face since her daddy left her Too bad he never told her she deserved much better Johnny Boy always played the fool He broke up the rules so you would think he was cool He was never really one of the guys No matter how hard he tried up the thought of suicide It's kind of hard when you ain't got no friends He put his life to an end, they might remember him then Listening to the fuse box with John Judah. First one to set you free. All you gotta do. Don't be scared, don't be ashamed. Coming my way, coming my way. I'm on a Summer sunshine I want to be 
Hey, it's your girl, Tanil, and I'm hanging out with Fusebox Radio and BlackRadioIsBack.com. Listening to the fuse box with John Judah.
You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah.
think you'll agree. It's dynamite. That's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night.